To be honest, I've been putting off this episode because, well, that's what we do with difficult conversations, right? We procrastinate the conversation. We simmer, we stew until everything is boiled over into one big hot mess that we probably could have avoided had we approached the situation head on and nipped it in the bud. This is the conversation you didn't know you needed to have. You're welcome. You're smart, you're motivated. You wanna do something big. You're on the verge of being a young boss and we're gonna help you get there. I'm your host, Isabel Garino, and welcome to the Young Boss Podcast where youth is your power. Today is all about having difficult conversations with your team. And first things first, you cannot, I repeat, cannot be an effective leader if you beat around the bush. If you don't address issues or complaints or whatever it is, beating around the bush, being a passive aggressive leader is not going to work. You must handle things head on. And truthfully, in my business, nothing gets swept under the rug. The longer it lingers, the more disruptive it is. If you need to have a difficult conversation with an employee or a partner, the sooner the better. Your team, your partners, investors, whoever it is, they'll respect you more. Honesty is always the best policy. It's easy to think that avoiding these conversations is increasing your likability as a boss, but I can promise you it's not. Although it's an easy trap to fall into, I must admit you and I both know that approach often leads to blowing up or wanting to make irreversible decisions such as a firing or suspending someone. Your communication is going to be poor and that person will likely have no idea what they did wrong or what led to that reaction. There's a good chance they're not going to like you that much anymore. Ironic, huh? And to think this could have all been avoided by handling the situation upfront with honesty and transparency. Now you've said things you can't take back, things you didn't mean, and it's a disaster. You know, we cannot be a part of conversations like that anymore. A few things you can do to help hold yourself and your counterparts accountable. Well, take notes, record the conversation, use pips. People think pips are terrible, but really everyone should be on a pip. Everyone should have a plan of improved action, right? Something that we're working towards that's gonna make you better. It doesn't always need to be used as like a punishment or a negative thing. If you use it all the time, it's not negative. And I always want to encourage you to have open, honest communication. Don't put yourself in a position to act outside of yourself. The people you're having the conversation with will likely appreciate the precautions you're taking to preserve the human element of these conversations. Another thing I recommend to young bosses is reading the book, Crucial Conversations. This will give you additional guidance on having difficult conversations. The reality is as a boss, you're gonna have these conversations all the time. And in the book, the concept, the theory is all about addressing these things when they're small, addressing these things when they don't bother you so much or they don't matter so much. But if you address it right now, it can stop the behavior from growing. It can stop the resentment from growing. This book is even good for your personal life. I've given it to friends to have, you know, helpful conversations with their husbands or even with their other friendships, because I think it's so important for all of us to learn this concept of addressing things right away so that they don't take on this whole life of itself. 
Now, it's one thing to have difficult conversations with employees, as we've discussed, but it can be even more awkward or challenging to navigate difficult conversations with clients or contracted employees. However, much like your employees, you have to approach these conversations in the same ways. Don't marinate and dwell on things that are bothering you. Share them with honesty and transparency to come to the most fair solution for both parties. There will be and have been times when a client is being disrespectful to your team or not accurately using the system you and your team created and worked so hard for and it's causing you unearned criticism or more work and you know they could bring the worst vibes to every meeting and bring down the teams with the things they're saying or how they present themselves these are all things that are unacceptable but they need to be addressed and here's the deal much like that shoulder injury that maybe you've been nursing for the last two years with the expectation of it getting better but it's only gotten worse Yeah, it's the same thing here. If you don't address issues, if you don't nip them in the bud, they will become wounds to your business. One part of the business affects the others and so on. One thing leads to another. It's all connected. Procrastination benefits very few things in life. Don't be a procrastinator when it comes to addressing issues and having difficult conversations. Honestly, you look like a coward at some point. Another side effect of not having these conversations is the deterioration of your company culture. Yeah, Clients can ruin your company culture. They can influence it and change it if you're not careful. This will begin with having a negative effect on your team members who may start to feel taken advantage of and unsupported by you and the management teams. You have to really nip this in the bud. I can't say it enough. If you haven't read the book, The Pumpkin Plan, this will give you major tips for handling difficult client conversations. It even teaches you how to fire clients and some of you are gonna need to do that. Hey there, it's Isabel. It's time for you to join the community of ambitious young professionals who are taking their careers to the next level. Hit the subscribe button and become a part of the Young Boss Movement today. Now, back to the show. So we just talked about holding employees and clients accountable, but what about holding yourself accountable? Do you have to have hard conversations with yourself? Do you have anybody else who can hold you accountable? These are the things you need to think about as well, because let's be honest with ourselves. We're not always honest with ourselves, right? We likely need others to help keep us on the right path to ensure we're holding up our end of the bargain. Some companies have a board of directors that keeps the C-suite accountable for others they have mentors or business or life coaches who calls you out on your shit nobody likes working for an overprivileged lazy boss seriously figuring this out is important because as a young boss you must set an example you can also hold yourself accountable the same way that you keep track of your team's success and productivity ah yes if you are thinking kpis or key performance indicators then you are correct yep Leaders and owners of companies absolutely need KPIs. Now, they may look different than your employees' KPIs, which may consist of sales numbers or calls made per day, but measurable objective KPIs can help you further your growth as a leader too. Let's look at some examples of KPIs that can work for leaders. A CEO's job consists of three things. You're responsible for people, culture, and numbers. So my suggestion is that you have a minimum of three KPIs for yourself, one that focuses on each of those responsibilities. Some real easy ones to set could be related to punctuality, team satisfaction, or financial responsibilities. 
Even though this podcast is called the Young Boss Podcast and we're focused on being CEOs and boss, I want you to also focus on being a great leader. If you have your team members write down three of their favorite leaders, qualities that they look up to in them, and none of them write your name, that's a red flag right there. Your KPI for working with people or culture is probably not doing so hot. So maybe that's something you do is talk to your team about how you can be a better leader to them, not just focusing on bossing them around. This may be a hard pill to swallow for some of you. Sometimes you need to bring in a third party, maybe a consultant to help facilitate accountability and responsibilities. And that's okay. It's okay to acknowledge that. As a leader, you might not be able to approach certain things objectively and you might be too close to the business to do so. It happens and that's a natural part of business. My favorite part of hiring contractors is that I can get extremely specified information, direction, and support when I need it and for however long I need it. Now, how do you know when you need a little third-party help? Well, your business or your projects or your ability to facilitate the business has become a little crazy, a little unmanageable. And if it's starting to feel like the Wild West, it's time to find some help. And honestly, every time I've tapped a contractor, myself, my team, my business has done some serious leveling up. I think it is so important to have someone hold you accountable as a leader and to keep you on track. Because if you don't have this, you literally have nothing to gravitate back to. You have nothing to even tell your team members, hey, I'm doing this. This is how I show up. This is what I'm working on. When you have someone hold you accountable, it now makes your team look at you like, oh, you have KPIs too. You have standards too. You have goals too. And now they don't feel so attacked when you come to them to hold them accountable for their own because it's equal. Everyone's on the same playing field. And I think that's really important because no one person is better than another, even if you are the boss. When we first started as a company, we really realized, hey, we're starting to hit a point where we need to hire on a consultant. And my dad had hired someone. And in our first meeting with him, everything he was saying, everything he was sharing with us was so far away from our company core values and our culture that I literally basically ran out of the room. Like I stormed out of the room and I was just like, I can't even stand in this room anymore. Now I was probably 23 at the time. So I was immature. I shouldn't have done that. I should have kept my cool and stayed in the room and waited till later to speak to my dad. But I was like, bro, I'm going to quit if we work with him because it's so far from who we are. And as you know, the COO now, my opinion had a lot of weight back then. I mean, they were kind of looking at me and grooming me for that position. We didn't end up working with that person. We ended up going with Gary Harper from Sharper Business Solutions and we never looked back. But in that moment, I was like, this is so not a fit. So when you're looking to bring in a contractor or someone who can help you, a consultant, make sure that they fit with what you stand for. Make sure that they're in alignment with that. Bringing in a contractor can be a bit nerve wracking, especially if it's new to you. So here are a few tips to keep in mind when exploring this process. One, test some companies or different contractors out first. You know, you can do this by hiring them for a specific project to see how they do or how you vibe together. Don't commit to a year long session with them. Just do one quarter or one project at a time. Two, you have to find someone who fits your needs and wants, who speaks your language, someone who you can call when shit hits the fan. I literally, Gary probably gets so annoyed at me because I call him so often. I'm like, should I fire this person? Or what do I do about this? Or I think we spent too much money here. It's so important to have someone you actually want to call 
when things go wrong, not just wait till that quarterly meeting and talk about boring business stuff and KPIs. No, like this is someone who you can rely on. Here's a few other tips from Harvard Business Review. Three, be open to industry transfers and a range of different skill levels. Four, search outside of traditional hiring hotspots to find hidden gems. Five, appeal to what contractors want from their careers. Six, focus on fairness, transparency, and inclusion. Seven, design competitive compensation. To wrap it all up, becoming an effective young boss revolves around holding yourself accountable, holding employees and clients accountable while recognizing the need for external support like contractors and consultants to fill gaps in expertise. It begins with always addressing issues head on, promoting honesty, transparency, and open communication with all stakeholders. By conducting your business in this way, young bosses like yourself will gain the respect and trust of your team, which allows for a positive positive and productive work environment. Listen, procrastinating and avoiding difficult conversations only leads to further complications and damage in the workplace. It's vital that you address client issues promptly and assertively, setting clear boundaries to protect your company's values and maintain a healthy collaboration. Remember, trust and respect are pillars of productive client interactions and maintaining open lines of communication ensures a fair and mutually beneficial outcome. However, it's important for young bosses to remember that you are not exempt from accountability Holding yourself accountable means having difficult conversations with yourself, seeking external support such as mentors or coaches to provide objective feedback by setting an example through personal growth and self-reflection. Young bosses can inspire their teams and drive success. And when the expertise or objectivity required is beyond your capabilities, hiring contractors or consultants is always a great option. This is an opportunity to gain specialized knowledge, and a fresh perspective to help navigate complex situations, filling gaps in expertise and facilitate accountability. Trustworthy contractors who align with the company's values and can be relied on during challenging times become invaluable partners in the business journey. Be kind, conduct business with integrity, and remember at the end of the day, honesty is the best policy and quick honesty too. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Young Boss Podcast with me, Isabel Garino. Be sure to like, share, and follow on Instagram and TikTok. And let me know if you've ever avoided a difficult conversation in the chat. I'd love to hear from you and how you got through it or how it harmed you in business. Tell me all the deets, baby. Remember, your youth is your power.